Hello, welcome back to Words in Season. I'm your host, Kara Murray Morris, and I'm excited to be back with you for this week's episode. Last time, we looked at the fact that God made us in His image, and therefore He created us to be a mirror image of Him. We looked at the fact that I am a spirit, I live in a body, and I have a soul. That makes up my mind, my will, and emotions. I wanted you to see that there is more to you than what you can see with the natural eye. Just like I need a healthy and balanced diet to feed my natural body, it's the same for your soul and your spirit. I can't expect that I will stay in good health for very long if all I do is eat cake. Now don't get me wrong, I like cake just as much as anybody. But I know that I cannot live by cake alone. I have to have something else to sustain me. We looked at Ecclesiastes 3.11 and saw that the eternity that God placed in the hearts of all men is the desire and longing that can only be satisfied by Him. So we need a healthy spiritual diet as well. So today we are going to look at natural examples to, that we see in scriptures from the Old to the New Testament that bring understanding of this truth, that He alone quenches my thirst and He satisfies my mouth with good things. I just want to take a second to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing on social media. I've heard so many good responses and I so appreciate it. Remember to tune in every Thursday to hear what the Lord has put on my heart for you. And don't forget, there's episode notes that are full of scriptures and the points and principles that are listed in each show. And remember that Jesus has a word in season for you today. Now that we have established that there is more to you than what you can see and what you can feel, let's move on to scriptures that will point us to being satisfied in the eternal one. In the Bible, there are examples of what it's like to be satisfied only in Christ. Sometimes it's hard to put concrete language on thoughts and feelings and ideas, and the Lord knew that. So instead of disregarding this soulish part of us, the mind, will, and emotions, and our spirit, he gave us comparisons of what his relationship is to this unseen part of our being. He knew that every person in every culture and in every time period would be able to understand examples of what it's like to want and need life's basics, like food and water. So we're going to begin with some scriptures starting in Job 23.12. Job 23.12. And just a reminder, all of my scriptures and points are in the episode notes, so I really encourage you to go back and even just choose one that you're going to meditate on, that you'll write down, that you'll read in another translation. And those are the words that become a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. So Job 23:12 says, I have esteemed and treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Obviously, this doesn't mean that I'm not going to eat natural food anymore, but what it shows me is that being spiritually hangry is a thing, and it is a result of not being satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ. So here's my definition of being spiritually hangry. It's a state of becoming irritable, hard to live with, overly critical, and unloving due to the lack of appropriate sustenance. He gave us these examples so that we could begin to understand what it's like to be satisfied in Him. Psalm 63, 1, through 1, 5, and 8 
says, so this is Psalm 63, 1, 5, and 8 says, Oh God, you are my God, and earnestly will I seek you, and my inner self thirsts for you. My flesh longs and is faint for you in a dry and weary land where there's no water. So it doesn't matter what's going on around us. He satisfies us when there's no one else, where there's nothing else, because it's him alone that satisfies us. Verse 5 says that my whole being, my whole spirit, my whole soul, my whole body shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. So this to me says that like the richest food, he will satisfy my whole being, my whole spirit, my whole soul, my whole body, as with marrow and fatness. Now, some people, they love to take the fat off of a piece of meat and chew on it. And it's like the hardiest part of the meat. That's not my thing, but some people love to do that. But I think for me, it's like the richest food you could ever imagine. The thing that you could only take one bite of and you're like, okay, that's enough. Because being with him, having this revelation of him and spending time with him, it's like that richest food that you could ever imagine. And that's going to be the thing that satisfies your whole being. Like it's again, like it says in verse five, my whole being, my whole spirit, my whole soul and my whole body shall be satisfied. In verse eight, it says, my whole being follows hard after you and clings closely to you. And it's your right hand that upholds me. Psalm 17:15 says, "As for me, I will continue beholding your face in righteousness, as I'm in right standing with you, and I shall be fully satisfied when I awake to find myself beholding your form and having sweet communion with you." So as we spend time with him, as we continue to enjoy our right standing with him that Jesus Christ bought and paid for, we're able to be satisfied in him. Psalms 107.9 says, For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry with good. Isaiah 55.1-2 says, Wait and listen. Everyone who is thirsty, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy priceless and spiritual wine and milk, without money and without price, simply for the self-surrender that accepts the blessing. So all we have to do is accept the blessing that we've received through Jesus Christ. And we're able to experience this. Verse 2, you want to talk about conviction. I used to shop constantly to try and satisfy some sort of desire in me that I always needed the next thing. That I always was wanting to look a certain way for people to see me in a a particular way. Verse 2 in Isaiah 55 says, So why do you spend your money on that for which is not bread and your earnings on which and your earnings for what does not satisfy. Hearken diligently to me and eat what is good and let your soul, your mind, will, and emotions delight itself in fatness, in the profuseness of spiritual joy. Now, I'm just going to say I have been able to do some good things in my life in the sense of like go to college, graduate, go on some cool vacations, you know, experience some different things. And those things were cool, but once you get that taste of what you're called to do from the Lord, finding that place, that intimate place with the Lord, oh man, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. 
being able to delight yourself in this spiritual joy, spending time with the Lord in your prayer closet when no one else is around, that's where true life satisfaction comes from. Jeremiah 31 25 says, I will fully satisfy the weary soul and I will replenish every languishing and sorrowful person. Part of the promise outpouring of the Holy Spirit is in Joel 2 26, and you shall eat in plenty and you will be satisfied and you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. So now let's look into some words that Jesus spoke in the book of John concerning this food and this drink that is eternally satisfying. John 4:34 says, uh, Jesus here says, my food and nourishment is to do the will and the pleasure of him who sent me and to accomplish and finish his work. God's will is God's word. So my spiritual food is his word. John 7:37 says, if any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. John 6, 48 through 56, this is him talking to a group in public, addressing Jewish people from different backgrounds, but he is declaring really his purpose on earth. So here Jesus says, I am the bread of life, the bread that gives life, the living bread. Your forefathers ate manna in the wilderness, and yet they died. But this bread that comes down from heaven, so that anyone may eat of it, he will never die. I myself am this living bread, and I came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Also, the bread that I give for the life of the world is my flesh, my body. Then the Jews angrily contended with one another, saying, How is he able to give us his flesh to eat? And Jesus said to them, I assure you most solemnly and tell you, you cannot have any life unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, unless you appropriate his life and its saving merit of his blood. He who feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood now possesses eternal life, and I will raise him up from the dead on the last day. For my flesh is true and genuine food, and my blood is true and genuine drink. He who feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood dwells continually in me, and I, in like manner, continually dwell in him. Jesus was purposely displaying to believers that trust and relying on his sacrifice as he was going to go to the cross and be crucified, that that is the only way to inherit eternal life. Some were offended by it, but it's because they didn't understand the true meaning of his words. As believers and as a Christ follower today, I can remember and take account of these words by allowing his word and his presence to be my everything. So I'm allowing this bread of life to satisfy me as I spend time in his word. I drink of his presence and that's what satisfies my soul. They were so confused. They were thinking that he was talking literally. He was saying this so we would understand what Jesus is in relation to my soul and my spirit. So maybe today you're thinking, Kara, but I don't crave his word and I find it hard and difficult and even sometimes boring. Well, that's exactly why I'm saying that this is what I would tell myself 10 years ago. Because 10 years ago, I knew the Lord to a degree, 
but it's so easy to get cold. In this past 10 years, there's been ebbs and flows in my life where I've been hungry for the word and then it subsides because life gets in the way. I'm hungry for the word and then something comes up and it takes the place of the Lord. So I'm telling you this because you can stir it up. As I speak and meditate on his words, they begin to come alive in me. So this is what I would tell myself 10 years ago. Take God's word and let him satisfy you so you don't become spiritually hangry, Kara. Isaiah 26, 9 says, My soul yearns for you, O Lord, in the night. Yes, my spirit within me seeks you earnestly. It's not long before you when you start saying these things, that they will come alive in your spirit. They will become revelation. Psalm 73, 25, Whom have I in heaven but you? And I have no delight or desire on earth besides you. Take these scriptures and read them out loud to yourself. When you wake up or when you're going to bed, take like two minutes and think about what these mean. I will guarantee that your desire for the Lord will be stirred and be satisfied all at the same time. You will want more of Him, more than you've ever wanted Him, and you will find Him every time you seek Him. Revelation 7, 16 through 17 says, They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun smite them or have the scorching heat. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and He will guide them to the springs of water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eye. Revelation 21, 6 through 7, And he further said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Of course, this is Jesus talking. To the thirsty, I myself, Jesus, I will give water without price from the fountain of the spring of water of life. And he who is victorious shall inherit these things. And we are victorious. We are the victorious ones in Christ because of what he did. He who is victorious shall inherit these things, and I will be God to him, and he shall be my son. And finally, Revelations 22, 17, and this is the end of that scripture. And let everyone come who is thirsty, who is painfully conscious of his need of those things, which by the soul is refreshed and supported and strengthened. Let him come and take and appropriate and drink from the water of life without cost. So I would tell myself 10 years ago, Kara, that thirst, that hunger, that desire in you for more, that desire in you to want to make a difference in the world, to want to see change happen, that is a godly desire and the only way that it will ever be satisfied is by letting Jesus Christ be your satisfaction.